If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. Hey, girl, hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and joining me, it's been a minute. I'm so excited to have him back, Jared Freed. Welcome to the podcast. Such a pleasure to be here. I think you came on mine kind of like beginning pandemic-ish. That's how we deal with time now, right? Like, you know, like I I think like, you you know, it's BC, AC, you know, it's like before COVID, after COVID. The first time I noticed it was with the beach pictures. Everyone was like, look at these fucking Florida idiots on the beach. And I was like... Well, isn't that the... I was like, of all the places, wouldn't you assume the beach is the safest? And then they would go, look at this picture. They're all on top of each other. And I'd be like, yeah, they do kind of look close to each other. Then I went to the beach like three weeks later. And I remember looking from the ocean back and it was everyone on the beach was six feet apart. Taylor, I swear to God, everyone on the beach, six feet apart. I look up from the water's edge up the beach. From that perspective, it looked like everyone was humping each other and on top of each other. It's like, oh, the depth perception on a beach is totally off. So it's like you're sitting there yelling about the idiots in Florida from New York, which, again, I'm in Florida right now. I'm not sitting here defending how Florida's done it, but I'm saying you have no depth perception from that picture. Question. You have no idea. How much shit did you get when you announced that you were going to Florida? I didn't announce. I don't fucking have to do that. I fucking left. Fuck these people. I I, I left mid-December because I, I was there. Mid-December of 2020 or 2021? 20, 2020. 2020. Mid-December. Yeah. This last December. Yeah, Damn. yeah. So this, oh, so yeah. this last you December. You even before. Oh, I, I, no, this is, this. we're in 2021 now. Oh, so I'm it was last so December. bad at calendar math. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I, it was 1972. I moved gotcha. to Boca Raton. I... <laughs> Changed my name to Blanche. So I, 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 no, but I, I remember when people first start leaving the city, 
It's these people misremembering their new... Goodbye, New York. I used to frolic through the meadows of your fine city. And it's like, fuck you, Lauren, from New Jersey. You didn't frolic shit. You got an Uber, went to the same bar as everyone else, hooked up with a dude who's 5'8", then came back to the same apartment that everyone else stays in in Murray Hill. Like, I don't need your false remembering goodbyes to New York. You can just leave. So I wasn't going to do, like, the big goodbye. Like, fuck it. I couldn't walk to get coffee anymore. It was too cold to, like, do a walk. And I was like, I'm mentally not going to be able to handle this. I I need, and my parents have a little pool house here. I'm like, and I'm like, my parents are like, why are you doing this? It's, you know, holiday time. Come stay in the pool house. You have your own space. Bring your girlfriend. We were like, let's do this. Let's just get out of here. And it's like. I had a, you know, and and I've been very happy. And You're it's so like, tan. I'm so I'm, I'm a little tan. And, but I've been, I know, listen, and I've been <laughs> looking, and when I see New York, and and then you get here and you have a little bit of culture shock because you're like, it's just different. Yeah. Like, things are open. People are trying their best. I think the Florida's crazy has been overplayed. Yes. But I think, like, I, again, like, I don't, you know, I don't think New York is right either. I think they're both, like, there has to be some semblance of, like, I do believe in trying. I mean, you and I, we're entrepreneurs. Yes. Who who believes in delusional practicality more than us? We believe in having the dream, but also doing math on the dream. If yes. you're an entrepreneur, you totally understand that. But I remember I did shows at a casino midsummer, and I remember the shows were packed, and I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And then I remember, and people were going around in those little carts, they have breathing machines. And I'm like, if there's anyone with pre existing conditions, it's this whole casino. <laughs> and then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, this is all about risk tolerance. When someone's, if someone's a gambler, they hear nine out of 10, and it's nine out of 10. If you're not a gambler, you hear nine out of 10, you go, well, one out of 10 chance of losing. They don't think that way. And it's right. like, it's a mess. It's, it's a and it's, mess. And it is a colossal mess of judgment and hypocrisy. Uh, it's Don't crazy. Even excuse and me, anxiety. Sharon, with your light and love on your Instagram bio, <laughs> girl, you run around town all day long doing nothing about love and light, spreading anger and judgment. It's unbelievable. And again, I told you in the beginning, I do everything where I'm like, I'm coming at this with empathy. Yes. I'm gonna judge you. I'm gonna make fun of you. But that's all. I only make fun of people that I know that I've done the same thing. Well, exactly. So this is how do do you think I know to make fun of you? Because I've been there. I've been the asshole. I understand. (laughs) So I I, I actually, so over the summer, I was putting together all this stand-up material. I was performing in New York on street corners, on on top of dumpsters. I was like a cat. Cat in a Disney movie. That was me. I'm, I'm fucking Hanna-Barbera, just going around, putting out my hat for money. And I had like 20 minutes of stand-up material that was all on this topic that we're talking about right now. The social anxieties that came with 2020, the luxury problems, the people that, you know, you'd ask, if someone asked you, how are you? And you'd be like, well, I don't even know how to answer that question. If I don't want to be- you say good, you're in trouble. If you say bad, they think you're sick. It's like, I don't know what the fuck. I'm, I'm like, eh, that's my go-to. How are you? Eh. Exactly. Give it to Larry David, you know? <laughs> you sound like a creaky door. It's like, is this a haunted mansion? Or did I just talk to Taylor Strecker? Yeah, I- <laughs> So that's so I I had 20 minutes of material. I stretched it. I started writing more once I saw the goal of doing 30 minutes and I taped a stand-up special and oh, wow. I taped it on New Year's Eve, the last day of the worst year of most of our lives. Yes. So and it's all material about 
2020 and the stuff we're talking about right now. So if someone's still with us and they're not throwing their phone against the wall, you're going to like the special. Like, and it's on YouTube. It's free. Make a night of it. I, 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 and it's, I invested money to be able to do this. That's not a complaint. That's a, that is something I take a lot of pride in, in putting my own money into something and investing in it, making it look like a Netflix special, making it look Sick. like it be on Showtime, HBO, done with great people. It's amazing. It looks great. It has interviews, and it's all meant to make people feel not alone in having their own luxury issues this year. So I, I would say, like, I talk about, like, there's one joke that I talk about that I think, like, I, I wish I had more time to spend on it, but just the idea that there was no casual sex this year. Like, if you had casual sex, it was the least casual sex you've ever had because you had to be like, hey, are you going to be home in two weeks? Like, will you be seeing anyone older with pre-existing conditions in two weeks? Because I'd like to come home with you. Like, how do you do that? So, and, and, so it's all stuff like that where it's like, you know, and, and I'm proud of it, but it's also like I tried to sell it. No one bought it. That's okay. We're going to go to YouTube and, and I'm asking your audience yes. to go watch and enjoy and comment and write positive things and like it. And because YouTube land, as you know, yes, that is oh, the YouTube monsters land. of society. Wait, wait, Jared, where do you think the meanest commenters live? What social YouTube. media platform? YouTube? Well, I would say the, the meanest are YouTube. The funniest are TikTok. <laughs> the fu TikTok. TikTok is fucking hilarious. You, I will sometimes get sent, like my girlfriend will send me a lot of TikTok videos and I'll be like, this is hilarious. But she's like, you, you, it's half the joke. The other half is all the commenters, you know, what they say about people. They're mean, but they're funny mean. <laughs> like YouTube is like, like if I did, so, like I'll have a comment on my YouTube that'll be like, his head's too small for his body. And I'll like never stop thinking about it. Oh. <laughs> Like, I think there's a Seinfeld episode where Elaine Bennis, like, someone says, your head's big. And, like, it haunts her forever. That's what YouTube people are. They are the, they're, they're like the, the Unabombers of, <laughs> of commenters on the internet. Um, I would say TikTokers are, like, the jokesters, the, like, there was a video, and this sounds so mean, but, I mean, they're mean, but they're funny. There was a video yesterday where it was like, you know those TikTok? Do you are you liking TikTok? Are I you like into TikTok. it? I, I like to watch it. I'm I literally can't figure out how to do it myself. I am I'm aged out, I think. I'm telling you, fool around on it. Just like because I okay. that's how I kind of like came to like doing more board lord stuff because oh I was God. like you recently put out I posted on my Instagram <laughs> you did it was the girl who was making a salami rose with her it's, fucking nails it, no it's gloves so gross. it was <laughs> and, and it's like it's okay like listen we all make food without gloves but she's pressing it with her palm and it's like and it's like there's a point where it's like you're gonna smell like salami for the rest of your life after you make this rose like you wear like, the gloves for yourself. Yeah, wear for you. A partner. Oh my God, salami for a life. You're gonna smell like a guy named Sal who hangs out at like Eagles games his whole <laughs> life. Like, like that's what you're gonna smell like forever. Like you're gross, you know. And it's funny because so the TikTok commenters, there'll be these videos where it'll be like four girls will get together and be like they'll do their own like dance, and the you know the four women are like going in circles, and you just see dudes come in and they're like number one's hot number two i bring home number three and you're like oh my god it's like this isn't what they put this there for and it's like like just some of those comments you're like oh. and it's like i would say twitter soul the crushing soul crushing yeah at least it's fun though like youtube you're like you're a monster tiktok you're funny you're back of the class funny yes Twitter is nerd at the front of the class. 
who's like, teacher, you forgot the homework, and Jared keeps talking in very time you're not talking. It's like, yeah, that's Twitter. Instagram yeah. is like is 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 like a group of women at the cafeteria lunch table, like destructively talking about another woman who's walking by and not wearing the right style of shoes. You know what? There's like, that's a lot on Instagram. Instagram there's a lot of like either just straight up butthole licking, like fire emoji, mm. fire emoji, fire emoji. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, and it's so fucking phony. Or, yeah. or a beautiful Gorgina. Or yeah. there is just like the wink and the tag, which you know means like I'll go through and like comments and I'm like, wait a second, they're making fun of me. Yeah, yeah. There's a clown emoji. It's it's cafeteria. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. that's what the Instagram is sixth because grade it's lunch like table. And yes, what sixth about grade lunch Facebook? table. Facebook is like how parents fight. Like that's an argument you see. Like at a bagel shop in line, you'd be like, oh, this, I've seen this on Facebook before. Like, like I see more Facebook arguments here in Boca. Like there are times in Boca where I'm like, I can't tell people about this because it's a Seinfeld episode. Like it, it sounds like I'm like taking from things that have already been written. And it's like, you meet people down here that are like, they're, I'm like, do you know you're, you've been portrayed on TV? Like you're hilarious. Like, I, I actually saw the worst. I don't even know if this story is tellable. I don't know. I was at, a, at the beach once, and there's a pool at the beach where we go. And there's a bathroom on the other side of the pool, okay? Is it like a beach club? It's like a beach club, and I'm at this beach club, and then the pool is right in front of where the bathrooms are. So, like, the pool, basically, if you're standing at one side, you can be looking at the men and women's room. Okay. This young woman... She had to have been 13. She goes into the bathroom. She comes out bawling. This is right at the beginning of, like, you wear your mask. No, you wear your mask. This older woman comes out of the bathroom, and she's, like, she's yelling for the attendant. She's like, Chris! Chris! That! And she points at the girl. She goes, that self-entitled girl came into the bathroom with no mask on. Okay? So then... The girl's mom stands up and is like, she just had her period. <laughs> the whole pool is now just like the show has begun, right? Past the it was popcorn. Past the popcorn. My family, we're all sitting in the pool just like eyes open. <laughs> like everyone, if you had a headphone in, you took one out. You were like, oh, here we go. The girl is mortified. Like she's definitely at the age where like this oh. is like a big deal. Oh. Now these two women, the mother and the older women are like, it was like watching two Karens. In the wild, it was like, it was like, it was, it was legitimately like King Kong versus Godzilla. You're like, who's going to win? And like the pool attendants in between them. And she's like, and it, yeah, poor Chris. And it's just like, and it's like, she could have killed me. And it's like, okay, I don't think she was like, this is a young woman. Like, and, and the mom's like, you should be embarrassed. And it's like. And it's like you that, that to me is a Facebook fight. That that it to totally me is. is like you don't even love God and I can be killed and <laughs> and it's like then and then the old woman goes is she a summer member which made her like it means she pays less oh, and what it's a like bitch wait uh, which one said that the period the mom? older woman no period <laughs> mom was like 
period mom was steadfast in her period defense. And I think we all took her side <laughs> because we were all like, listen, we've all been 13. Like we've <laughs> yeah. all been 12. We've all like, we all she felt for the young girl. She period. She forgot her mask. Like it's, you know, like she probably sprinted to the bat. It was such a unbelievable, oh my God. like, and again, this goes back to what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, you know, that woman, the older woman took the moral high ground of like, sh- that young girl could kill me. And it's like, you, and, and you have to stop yourself. You go, technically, yeah. she is correct. Yes. And, and it's like, that's where, to me, the hardest part of that this year is losers are heroes now. It's like, that woman's an asshole. She's a loser. She, and, and, but she's. <laughs> losers are heroes. That, that, right? Please write a book with that title. That is well, that's fucking a, genius. That's a line from the stand-up special. I'm doing fucking the bit. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is, I genuinely, because, listen. Yep. You're a right. rational human being has to go, she is right. Like, uh, I'm yep. not going to deny, but it's like, you know, and then then you get accused of, like, if you go, like, well, one in ten, and here are the numbers versus the flu, and it's like, okay, QAnon, get out of here. Like, you know, like, you can't even argue these people. And it's like, I said this on the podcast a lot, where it's like, where it's like COVID gave us all a child. Like, that's the best excuse. A child, the only reason I have a kid is to have an excuse. Exactly. I can't come to dinner because my kid. I can't get a babysitter. My kid's sick. Whatever, yes. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Care of. Not only am I not good about taking vitamins, I don't even know which vitamins to take, but Care-of has literally changed the game for me. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan, mm -hmm, just for you, that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. Care-of is so special because you take an online quiz. It's literally like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, all without having to leave your house. The online quiz is super easy, just five minutes. It asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns. And so after you take it, you get a personally tailored approach to your unique health needs. I like to drink wine, so my vitamins include things that help me with my liver. And you can follow care of expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. It's literally up to you. And all of Care of's products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. They're also super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each of their products. And this is my favorite part. Once you've picked it all out, it comes in a daily individual wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back in the routine. Yeah, completely foolproof, like all of your necessary vitamins right there in a little pack you take daily. You can't mess it up. I'm the queen of like forgetting, did I or did I not take a pill out of this bottle? You don't even have to worry about that with care of. Care of helps support you with ongoing guidance and nutrients tailored to your specific needs. You can retake the quiz as your needs change, whether that's pregnancy, aging, or changing hormones for updated recommendations whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? For 50% off your first Care of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter my code TASTEOFTAYLOR5050, okay? Again, for 50% off, half off your first order of Care of, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code TASTEOFTAYLOR50. And now to the podcast. Like, I always say, like, I have no respect for online screamers. I have no respect for people that scream at people they don't know. Keyboard Just like that woman, right? Key- keyboard confidence. Even that older woman yelling at a young girl. Like, that young girl, they, they don't know each other. There's no, you know, 
How, how loud were you at the Thanksgiving table? How have you, how, how's your relationship with the uncle that you disagree with? Have you spoken to them? Because let's go down the line of difficulty. It's way harder to have these a? conversations with your dad and mom. Fucking men. Yeah. This is what I keep saying. Cause you know, I definitely, it's been a hard year to be a public figure, to be totally. a microphone in front of your face in 2020. And, and listen, we're not complaining about that. That Again, someone could hear that and go, well, you're lucky. Listen, we understand. And, and like, well, I, I'm the queen of caveats. Now. I'm like, I know I'm lucky to have a job. Sure. But, you know, but it's like, but I will say, I think, especially because we're out in the public on social media and also we have like, we have conversations for a living. Yeah. A lot of people are like, so, you know, they love to take the moral high ground and like basically shove it up your hiney. Yeah. And I, I, I've gone to a point where I'm like, Again, it's like the you're not wrong. There's lo- some logic yeah. in this. However, what's really fueling this for you? Is it really that or is it that, you know, it's a great excuse for you finally to to like, you know, come into town square with your torch ablazing? Sure. Like, have you just been waiting on the sidelines to come with that torch? And number two, if you can genuinely tell me that you look in the mirror and you don't understand my perspective and my position. You've never fucked up. You've done everything perfectly. Totally. Then fine. Sit there with your torch. But I guarantee 99.99999% of those people, they, I mean, if they had to live their life publicly for one day, they would be, they would be calling themselves out. Well, and, and here's the thing. And to take the other side, because I'll, uh, the, the, the people devil's who, advocate. the devil's advocate role, because I, I, I do hear people use the phrase cancel culture and I roll my eyes yeah. at those people too. I, yeah. I, because I, I think that that, that phrase cancel culture has been taken over by people who are just using that to say horrible things you know it's like to take no mirror and put it against themselves so i understand where someone but again if someone wants to push you towards the side of the cancel culture oh you just can't handle it people they're doing that for their side that's even as as wrong as the other side like it's just and again like you and i get along and i think it's because we live in this world of like yeah, we're not perfect people. We're out here to have fun, have a great conversation, entertain, right. enjoy, um, you know, talk shit, talk about pop culture, talk about The Bachelor. Like, But that's the thing. We're humans. We're flawed. We're, and yeah. that's, that's called self-awareness is to see like that you're not a perfect being. And anybody who claims to be such and then puts themselves as like the moral police of the world, you are... I want you this is, nowhere near me. <laughs> well, over. no, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's why I love watching The Bachelor. Like this season, have you been watching? So here's the deal. Give Go. me like a elevator pitch as to okay. why I need to and can this late in the game get into The Bachelor because it is, I am the queen of Bravo. I fucking love mm. reality TV. The Bachelor is like, it's on my Achilles heel. It's just like, I can't get my dick if up you for can, it. if you can put and i appreciate that <laughs> listen i talk about the bachelor on stage a lot when i do stand up and i say to people i go if you hate the bachelor you're right if you love it i'm with you that's just it's okay <laughs> um but it, when you watch bravo when you watch a real housewives season yes yes you can put aside that you have i i don't 
When do you relate to them the most? I, Always, I, would ask. I project my life onto the housewives 24 7, and mm-hmm. it's literally a sickness. But I think because I'm so narcissistic, that's why I love it. Here's the thing, and I this is an epiphany. Because, like, it's like pot. I wish I could smoke weed, but I can't. Mm-hmm. And I feel left out, and it makes me sad. But, like, if I smoke it, I get super weird. That's me with The Bachelor. I want to. I want to be so, in the club. But what, what on the real housewives do you connect with the most? Like, what are the moments? Like, like is it mean, subversive shit? Okay, and it's like basically when they're at lunch talking shit about someone who's and not like, there. who's right and who's wrong? Which side am I going to take this season? Who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? Sometimes I'm caught in the middle. I'm with you 100% because I don't watch The Bachelor to watch one man date 32 women. Okay. That to me is a stupid show. <laughs> one man dating 32 women. What I do watch for is the small moments. One man, you know, why does he tell that specific woman to go home? Are they having fun? Are they connecting? Why are the women so mean to each other? Yes. You know, like, and, and oh, why is that person mad at that person? I think that's kind of all reality TV is like, we all know, like, someone's like, it's fake, it's fake. It's like, yeah, so is professional wrestling. But I don't look at them and go, it's fake. They're still jumping off the top rope. They're still taking you know, bumps, you know, like they're still getting bruised, getting injured. There's still physical display going on. Same thing for the bachelor and bachelorette. They're still telling someone about their family. Like you can't fake telling your someone about your family on national TV. Right. Like you can't fake the idea of like, Hey, this person's like really cute and I enjoy their company. Like that's something that's always going to be real. And it's like, you know, a lot of people talk about like producer plants and all that stuff. I don't believe in that. I don't think the show would care to do that. I think they can get enough drama on their own. But I think, you know, I think it's the this season especially like the drama between the women has been very interesting. It's in they haven't tried to look good. Like it doesn't feel like none of them have tried to be like, you know, to it feels like they didn't understand that this was being taped like the way they've been mean to each other. <laughs> And I've said that a few times and it's made some people get angry at me because they're like, because I'll say, I was like, this isn't a great look for feminism. I'll tell you right now. Like, you know, we have on, and just like you said, like on Instagram, you have all those comments that are like, yes, queen and women helping women. And it's like, these women had four, they, they introduced five new women into the house. Not one of them stood up and was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm, you know, Gabby, like not one of them. was like it was like one of the women went up to the other women that came into the house like midway through the season took her her tiara off her head it was what? like it's mine now i was like this is like prison culture like this is crazy <laughs> and it's like it genuinely is that i genuinely never, mean and no one said so like good at faking niceness it was unbelievable and i i, I think it has to do with a, a bunch of things i think it also has to do with the pandemic like i think a lot of them came on the show and it's like Again, hope in the country is at an all-time low. So if you're coming on this show and you're feeling you're, like you're not getting out of this, this is the one thing that gave you hope. Maybe I'll have a new career. Maybe I'll be a personality. And then very quickly you realize, like, it's not happening here. I, people become desperate. And I think that's what's going on in The Bachelor this season. But if I were to tell you, like, I, I don't think you're too late. Okay. I think if you watch it from the perspective of, like, hey, like, what would I be doing in this situation dating someone? What would I be – would I be upset – if someone cut in on my time trying to date someone. I think that's a, where a lot of the fun comes in, the dramatics. But some people watch the show because they just want to see a love story, and I think they're going to be brutally disappointed Brutally disappointed. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Chris Harrison. 
brutal. He looked horrible. Like that, this gets into the cancel culture conversation where no one can be like a yep. little bit gray because you watch that interview with Rachel Lindsay. You're like, dude, you are, uh, you sound tone deaf. You, 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 yes. to, to me, he sounded like someone who was repeating lines that he had heard, you know, from other people who defend people who get canceled. Like right. again, I, I tried looking at it from the worst and the best position. Like the worst case, he just doesn't believe racism existed before 2018. Like, oh my God. Like, like that's the worst case scenario. That, that means like, so let's, let's start at that. Okay. Fine. If that's, if that's what people want to believe, I could understand that. But I, I tend to like think of the good in people. Right. I, Cause if you look at Chris Harrison, he does have a track record for two things. He's always the one to apologize for the show. Okay. They don't have anyone else that like is the face of the show. He always gets put in the position. He's not the top dog. He's an executive on the show, but there's other executives he's dealing with on a daily basis that he has to defend or speak for. Like we don't know who, you know, Mrs. ABC is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so let's start at that. So he's always the guy. He's the mouthpiece. He's the mouthpiece for the show. So, now we have this like backlog of he's always apologizing, but like it, I think he's always apologizing because he's put in the position where no one else. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the NBC Peacock can come out and apologize for one of their shows, you know? Like <laughs> so so there's that. If I'm looking on the best side of things. The other side I'll say is I think he th he realizes he is the one that is holding the Bachelor Nation at bay. There is a segment of the Bachelor Nation that will listen to anything he says. He did it last season. There was a guy named Yosef who called Claire old and was very mean. Like, he was just very mean. And the guy, Yosef, came back on the after the rose ceremony when they bring back, like, the reunion. Yes. And he said to him, he goes, here's your last chance, man. You said some horrible things. Do you want to speak to the audience? Do you want to... He gave him redemption. And I think he does that because he knows he's like, you're about to fucking get yelled at, like yes. whether you already have or not. So I think he was trying to do, and he did it in the worst way possible, but it seemed like he was trying to do that for the woman who has horrible pictures out there. Like, you know, it's, it, it's, and I think he did it the worst way you could. And he sounded bad. Is he done? Like, I know it's like a leave of absence, but do you think he's gone though? I don't know. I, I, what I, the only problem with the get rid of Chris Harrison thing I have, like I started joking around. I was like, make me the host of the I bachelor. Know, I, saw, I got I some that. new. Yeah. And I, and, and what I like, at least I was kind of like, okay, how do I make me, make me the bachelor host fun? And I was like, okay. Uh, cause I watch this show for fun. I enjoy the show. You like, do. You watch it like a sporting event. Totally. So I'm watching it like it's Sports Center, and I'm going, okay, this conversation about a new host, for a lot of people, it was like, we need, we need a professor to be on the show to teach us about how to, and it's like, that'll be fun. I don't, again, the audience of The Bachelor is hard to trust in these things because they, um, they have a lot of instances. Like, The Bachelor went on for 40 seasons without a black bachelor. And so it, it's somewhat ironic that a group of people are yelling at someone for saying, you know, that was 2018. You know, they haven't, you know, petitioned until two years ago to get a black bachelor. Exactly. So it's, so it's hard to this trust the, the audience. This is the hypocrisy I'm talking about. It drives me totally. nuts. 
and I'm not saying they're one and the same, but I'm saying this show has had racial issues from day one. Asian men don't go past 15 minutes on this show. Damn. You've never seen an Indian man on this show. Like, it, it's like, you know, you never see, you, you just don't say it. So to say all of a sudden you're like, how could he on my show? If you've been watching a long time, I'm getting, this isn't everybody, but I'm saying it's hard to trust the audience where they're coming from. Are they doing this to look a certain way? You don't know because a, a lot of the who should be the next host conversation, none of it was fun or seemed entertaining. Like that's why I was like, we should only have a bachelor that can afford all the dates. You know, like yes. he, he yes. should have to pay. We should be going in Toyota Camrys to every date. Like, <laughs> and, and I was like, Again, I'm joking, but I'm like, where's the fun in this? I, I get like, this is a not fun subject, but like, if you're going to get rid of Chris Harrison, you're going to hypothesize on who should be the next batch. Right. Where do you, where's the fun in your suggestions? Like all, you know, it just never seemed like people cared about the entertaining part, but go on. I'm sorry. Well, to... no, but this is, well, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, even like I'll have a conversation people like, I can't believe, or like, if you take something I say out of context, like, and put it in written word. Sometimes what will happen is I'll say something on a show. Somebody will mm. go on Facebook, post just that one thing I said, and then it people yeah. and get DMs like, oh my God, how could you? And then yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. a DM later in the day like, I just listened and finished the show. I'm so sorry. That was clearly you had to listen. It was very much taken out of context. And I'm like thinking, you guys also like... I'm not to be a dick, but like, if I did it your way, it'd be a snooze fest. You have yeah, to give <laughs> entertainers, comedians, a little bit of like wiggle room to, you know, and like, listen, we can definitely make mistakes, put our foot in our mouths, give us the opportunity to recognize it. We can correct it. We can even apologize for it. We can, we can grow from it. But it's like this idea of like, you fucked up and you're done forever. It's like, oh my dear God. Imagine if your well, life was like that person who's coming for me. But I want to ask you this, Jared. Who is that quote unquote Karen? I call her Tina. Like, where, <laughs> what's, what's, how's her brain cranking? How's Brenda's mind working? Like, where, like, when, like, get, let's do a day in the life of Karen when she well, wakes up and she's like, I'm going <laughs> to tell the world that I'm right and they're wrong today. I, I think there's a thing in those people's heads where it's like they're so brutally afraid of getting called out on their stuff that they're like, let me call them out first. <sighs> And it's like, and this happens for both ends of the spectrum. Like the Chris Harrison thing, I do believe like, yeah, he sounded horrible. He, 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 like, again, just like out of context, someone could take something I said about Chris Harrison and, and, you know, where I'd looked at the good and the bad in him and they just only pulled the good and they're like, Jared, agree. No, I thought he, Chris Harrison. Yeah. It's like, and I go, so in my mind, I go, he sounded bad. Step away for a, you know, a beat. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by California Cryobank. If you're queer or a single woman looking to make yourself a baby, I never thought I'd say this, but I've got a sperm hookup for you. I do. The sperm bank heroes at California Cryobank believe that love is love, and they are 100% there for the LGBTQ plus community. They've been helping lesbians have kids for over 40 years, and they gave me an amazing promo code that you can use on cryobank.com. Are you ready for it? Are you sitting down? Do you have a pen and paper? The code's Taylor. Yeah, my name, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Very simple, T-A-Y-L-O-R. This code gets you 90 days of next level donor info that really changes the game. Their site's kind of like the perfect dating app, except that you never have to meet the guy. You just get the sperm and you run. I like it like that. This free subscription is a $145 value and lets you learn so much about the donors. 
no joke, I think I'm going to know my sperm donor better than I know my fiance. So create a free account and then go down a sperm donor rabbit hole. It's actually pretty fun. There are baby pictures. There's like audio recordings. It's fun. And yes, I've talked before on this podcast everywhere, really, that I daydreamed about my genius Harvard professor, Harvard educated, scientist, childhood best, best, best friend to be my actual sperm donor. But the truth, that gets messy when you know the donor. My fiance is not a good share and she wants uh, that Bubba to be ours. So we decided, yeah, California Cryobank is the way to go for us. And that's because they're the only place where we can find donors that come even close to the gorgeous, stunning brilliance of my best friend. And I want to note, it's very important to be a sperm donor snob, okay? So if any of you are looking for donor sperm, just go to cryobank.com and open a free account and use my code Taylor to activate your free subscription today. That's cryobank, C-R-Y-O-B-A-N-K.com. Use my code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Again, that's cryobank, C-R-Y-O-B-A-N-K.com code taylor for a free subscription today and now to the podcast who gets the most offended is usually a straight white woman (laughs) it's not you're not wrong (laughs) for example britney and jacks they've been problematic on vanderpump rules but like they Mm. had a pastor and it was an issue like you know he he had said homophobic things in the past and Mm -hmm. so it was like why aren't why are they having this man marry them right Mm-hmm. They ended up getting rid of him and having Lance Bass marry them. Good PR okay. move. <laughs> they but went the other. Like PR that to move. me is funny. Like the, they, they're like. <laughs> now Lance hates Jax. Whatever. But I was on tour with Stassi and Brittany yeah. and Jax were backstage. And I don't really know them that well at this point. And I could tell that they were kind of like. And a lot of my like stand up when I was like opening was gay stuff. Like all yeah, heavy lesbian, you know. Sure. So I could kind of feel like. There was almost like an elf in the room, and I was like, just so you guys know, I'm not one of those gay people that's, like, mad at you, okay? And they were like, <laughs> oh, my God, thank you. And I was like, damn. And I was like, they are like, Brittany was like, you sure to hurt all me and think people said about us to us. Uh, like, I'm not hateful. <laughs> I'll hate my heart. And I was like, Brittany, honestly, like, I'm gay, okay? And, like, I, like we, I have, like, family members who have said crazy shit to me, and yeah, they yeah. love me, but, like, you know, and, and I said, you did the right thing at the end of the day. It's all good. So what if it took you a while to get there? Yeah. And, and it was like, I said, I bet a lot of people that are offended aren't us gay people. It's unbelievable. Most people are just trying to eat, sleep, yeah. fuck. They're just trying to get by. They're just trying to make money, enough money to feel comfortable, yep. enough, uh, enough, you know, make enough to be secure and feel loved. And, and again, like, you know, we all fuck up, but at the same time, like, that's so funny that they, like, like they, you know, and they're looking at you going, we don't hate you. We don't, you know, like, I, you know, like, and you're like, I know. Brittany's like, beer cheese. I don't have hate in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, and. Again, there's this like comparison of struggles where people go, well, you don't understand because being a white lesbian, your life is, and I like that even gets into like icky territory of like, okay, you know, to even have that thought is a little bit like, 
you know, uh, mean and, and not right and a little exclusive and, and, and all that stuff. So it's like, and then you see people like I see Jews that are like, it's, there's anti-Semitism every single minute of the day. And I'm like, come on, you can't live your life that way. Like, right. yeah, there's people that are going to hate you. Like, right. you know, like I, I, I go, I, and I always say like, I, I, I said in the special, like, uh, um, when I talk about, like, I do a joke about like, how are you? I'm like, I'm Jew. I'm third generation Jewish American. Uh, I had a DJ and a band at my bar mitzvah. That's how I'm doing. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, so things have been good. I know people hate me, but things are usually good. Like, I, like, it's like, I don't know how else to say it, you know? I think if, you know, you're right. I, I mean, at the end of the day, we are who we are. Our background is pretty mm-hmm. much our background. A lot of that, you know, you're born into it. You can't necessarily control it. We, I think most people are good. Most people want to get along. Most people want to do right by everybody else. You yeah. know, the girl with her period, she forgot her mask. She's not looking to, like, destroy, yeah. you know, the, the geriatric, <laughs> um, you know, demographic <laughs> at the beach club. She's just like, she's got blood running down her leg and she's freaking the fuck out. Like, I just feel like if, and I always ask this of my audience, I'm like, just try to give the benefit of the doubt to me, to my co-host, to my guests, to my friends, to anybody that you see because I would want to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, listen, if somebody who gives them the benefit of the doubt, it's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fine, fine, fine. Maybe two strikes and you're out. But, like, can you just give me that one benefit of the doubt? I, I We talk, I, totally. And we I talk about with dating all the time. It's like, you're dating someone, they're building a resume. And, and there's a point where you're going to go, yeah, I'm not going to hire you at my company. You know, like you could do that with people in your life and you can do that with people you follow on Instagram. You can do that with people you follow, a podcast you follow. There, You know, listen, every day I lose a follower. Every day. Yep. Every day someone's disappointed by me. And it's like, that's their right. I, I understand yeah. that. Like, and and it's, um, it, it's, again, like I think both of us are like, we're talking to each other. We agree because we're also like, for me, this is therapy to talk about it with you because I go, totally. you know, because I think like, Every industry has felt its own anxiety. If you work in the service industry, you're fucking anxious every day. I can't make the tips I was making. I didn't even have New Year's. I didn't even have Thanksgiving. I didn't even, you know, our anxiety this year has has been related a lot to like, you know, everything you put out there, you're going. It's scary. Yeah, I, I just, I just want to, you know, I just was here to have fun. You know, I, I hope. And, and again, when someone writes to me and they go, I really was hurt. I go, I, or hey, this part in your podcast, I hate it. I go back and listen. I, I, it's not like I'm sitting there. I, I go back and listen. I go to heart. Like, yeah, and I go seriously. And I and then I send it to people. Every joke I make, I send to people. I go, hey, what do you think of this? Am I am I way off? Like, am I am I, you know? And and listen, you're gonna toe the line, but like, you're not gonna be. My dad said it best. My dad was like. If you sit there worrying about the snipers, you'll le- you'll never leave the house. There's Fuck, usually no snipers. It's so true. It's true. It's true. So it's true. Jared, this was a, this was very therapeutic. Thank it was you. for me too. I always love talking to you, Taylor. This me was such too. a nice time. You're the best. I, I think we have a mutual love affair with each other. <laughs> yes, we do. You guys do not miss his stand-up special, Socially Distance, of course. That's what it's called. It's um uh, basically 2020 in a nutshell. And you can check it out on YouTube. It came out March 2nd. I'm the only comedian who taped a special on New Year's Eve of the worst year of all of our lives. Like, so it it only made sense to talk about the year, wrap it up, 
and it's going to be on YouTube March 2nd. I'm so excited. It's so outside of what I normally do. So this is a chance I'm taking. Um, again, like if someone comes and sees me do stand up, I spend a half hour talking about body issues. There's not one body. Ah, there's one joke about body issues and it's about Adele losing a hundred pounds. And I, <laughs> a personal attack I felt. Oh, why? Why? Because she's like one oh. of my girls, you know? We stick together. We, we sneak chicken wings at 3 in the morning. Fuck. That's, a, that's hilarious. I was defending the right to compliment her. <laughs> like, no. No. I, I, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. But you guys, really... Go watch it and what you can do if you love Jared, if you want to give Jared like a virtual tip, high five, hug, smooch, what have you, leave a good comment. Yeah, like, like it in good comments. I consider that currency. currency. You don't understand how much me that too. feels good to me. Yeah, me so too. thank you, Taylor. Of thank course, you so Jared, much. thank you. Of course, you guys check him out on Instagram. Such a fun follow at Jared Freed. Also, um, podcast was like up the wazoo up podcast j train pod um also your patreon i mean everything can be found on your socials i'm assuming yes at jared freed on instagram that's the way to go and while we're talking about currency you guys the way that you tell me you love me and pay me on this podcast i know you're like i listen to the commercials yeah 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 yeah. but for real please rate (laughs) review and subscribe to taste of taylor it is so huge for me you have no idea it's so you know, yeah, it's not easy. I get it. I hate doing the things too, but really it's just like, if you love me, show me that love. It means a lot. It's a, it's a free way to pay. That's what I always say. Totally. Jared, you're the yeah. best. I adore you. Thank adore, you. adore. I'm so excited for the special. I cannot wait to watch. Can't wait to hear your feedback. Can't wait to comment. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, you guys, that's it for us today. Have a great one. Until next week, bye girl, bye. Bye.